everyone. Welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I am simply amazed at how fast this year has gone by, but with how crazy it has been, I'm pretty sure most of us are looking forward to January. But before New Year's arrives, we have another little holiday to go through first. Okay, maybe not little at all. I am, of course, referring to Christmas. For many, this is a fun holiday that is looked forward to all year long. But sometimes there is a little added stress that comes along with that. Countless parties, present shopping, packing for a trip, and more. But this goes to a whole new level when you're also expecting. Stress is never a good thing, but it is especially not when you're pregnant. In the new winter edition of the Sit Still My Daughter magazine, I asked my friend Eliza Cat, who is a doctor of physical therapy, to share some helpful tips on how to stay calm through this busy season. As I mentioned, Eliza is a doctor of physical therapy who specializes in pelvic floor health with an emphasis on prenatal and postpartum wellness. She has followed up her seven years of secondary education with continued training, including completing coursework in optimal fertility from the Integrative Women's Health Institute and receiving her pre- and postnatal coaching certification from the Coaching and Training Women Academy. The best part of her job is seeing clients get back to doing the activities they love, whether that's running with their kids or running marathons, feeling capable and confident. I hope that you will enjoy this conversation with Eliza and receive many helpful tips on how to navigate this beautiful season during the holidays. And now enjoy our conversation on pregnancy, holidays, stress, and you. Hi, Eliza. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you. Yeah, it's so wonderful to be here. I've really enjoyed getting to know you through Instagram and just yes, uh, yes. Real Instagram gift. is a wonderful thing. I love Instagram. I have met so many amazing people. I say that all the time, and it's true. I've just been able to. My life has been so enriched by the people that I've met, and God's brought on into my path, and I just love it so much. And I remember kind of following your Instagram. It was a very interesting one because you would talk about pregnancy, you talked about helpful tips, and you know just how you can. I think a lot of times people think, well, pregnancy, you know, you get pregnant and you just hope for the best that, you know, it's going to go well, but you kind of give that hope that no, you can um, control that. You can have some, some say in that. And, you know, by taking care of your body, by doing these things. And I remember just reading that I was like, this is such helpful information. And so when I started the magazine, I reached out to you because I wanted to talk to pregnant ladies and say, Hey, you know, can we give you something that's helpful? And you gave those amazing exercises in the first edition. And then I was like coming around to my winter edition. I was like, hmm, I really enjoy Eliza and she has so many helpful tips. And can I ask her back? Of course I can ask her back. I was like, (laughs) let me see if she's willing to write something. And we talked about, um, you know, what will, you know, the holidays and pregnancy and stress. So we'll kind of get back into into that in a little bit, but um, it just kind of start us off. Can you just share a little bit about maybe um, yourself and and how you got into your career? Yeah. So, well, thanks again for having me. And I really enjoy your Instagram too. It's just such good reminders to like point us back to God, you know? And, um, but anyway, so I, um, I live in East Tennessee and so fellow Southerner, um, I've been married to my husband for about 10 years and, um, I, became a PT about six, well, I entered PT school about six years ago. And um, I just really saw the need for uh, people to be able to enjoy their bodies. I grew up playing soccer, running cross country, and I played soccer in college. 
and I tore my ACL and that was kind of my first foray. I feel like a lot of PTs become PTs because they get injured. Um, but anyway, so when I was in PT school, I was introduced to this idea of pelvic floor therapy and I've always, I had like, I'm the oldest of three girls. I have lots of girl cousins, a lot of strong women in my life. And there is pelvic floor therapy for men too, but um, I just found it so interesting and such a beautiful way to help women in a space that is so intimate and they don't talk to a lot of people about it. Um, yeah, so, you know, pelvic floor health uh, encompasses everything from pelvic pain, pregnancy, like we talked about, postpartum, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, incontinence. Um, it, I mean, it helps women across the lifespan um, and men too, like I said, but uh, I just really started to get more and more involved with pregnancy and postpartum because I, I just think it's such a beautiful time of life. And um, even though I haven't been pregnant myself, um, the more I learn about it, it's just, it's so amazing. And like you said, so many women suffer when, of course, there are some things that you, it just, it is what it is and you can't do anything about it, but there are things that we can do to make our, uh, even fertility journeys, our pregnancy journeys and our postpartum journeys uh, a lot more uh, comfortable. And like you said, we have some say in them. Uh, so I just, when I learned that, cause like you said, it's like, oh, I'm just pregnant and that's all I can do. It was so eye opening to me and I wanted to be able to help other people with that. So that's kind of how I got interested in pregnancy. I think the other part of it is I almost being an athlete myself, like pregnancy is almost this like, comp not competition, but like an athletic endeavor. And I just think it's so interesting, um, the mindset and everything that people bring to pregnancy. So anyway, that was a very long, complicated story, but. That's good though. That's good. Now, just to clarify, cause I, I mean, I've, you know, obviously I've read your articles since, you know, I wrote the magazine, but um, you know, the, the PT does stand for physical therapy, correct? Yes. But yeah, yeah. Just, yep. if you're, if I hadn't read it, I wouldn't have known. So that the, you know, so you did physical therapy and so you, you can do, um, you know, you basically honed in on, on a specific field. Is that what I'm, what I'm right. understanding? Yes. Yeah. So um, we are, we're doctors of physical therapy and we treat everything from like strokes um, to pediatrics. Um, I do a lot of like orthopedics. So, you know, neck pain, shoulder, hips, back pain, feet, pretty much if you have an issue, <laughs> In your body, a PT is likely able to help you. And that's true. My mom had um, torn or did some some damage to her rotator cuff and mm -hmm. instead of having the surgery because she really didn't want to have that. She went to a physical therapist and they were able to work wonders with her and really restored her. And that was such a, a great thing. She she said, I she just had nothing but good things to say. And she really enjoyed it. She said, I felt so much stronger and I could figure all these things out. And they were simple exercises that she can right. continue to do. And I think that's the good thing. It's not like... Um, you have to continue to go forever. You know, your job, I think a lot of ways you try to teach people mm -hmm. how to take this and just continue to do these habits so that they're not always coming to you, but they can do it on their own. Right. I think that's a wonderful thing too. Um, yeah. To yeah. Do. Yeah. We definitely try to work ourselves out of a job as quickly as possible. 
So, and you know, that's a rare thing. You know, most people want to continue your business, but you know, you, you care that thing that's that shows so much care that you want them to, to move forward. Um, and, and that you really care about their health. And I love that, that aspect. So I remember, you know, thinking about the magazine and I thought, okay, um, preg you know, pregnancy is a wonderful thing and, you know, and holidays are a wonderful thing, but each can bring their own stress and holidays in general, let's just face it. Um, there's just stress no matter what you go into someone's <laughs> house you're packing for a trip you've got to you know make extra food you got to go to the grocery store and nobody likes to go to the grocery store especially now but i mean we don't like to go when there's you know so many people and they're all grabbing the same item and you're hoping to get that one last thing that you need so it's, it's a stressful time in general you got lots of parties gifts you know trying to buy gifts for your office mates that you don't really know and you're like hey well, they're gonna throw this out they're gonna re-gift it next year hey i gave that one last year you know <laughs> you're trying to figure all that out so it's it's stressful but then when you add a pregnancy to that, um, like you, you say in your article, pregnancy is a gift. It's a wonderful thing. But, you know, um, I remember just thinking, I was like, you know, what are some ways that maybe a, a mom can just calm herself, you know, almost sit still, take that moment to just calm down and, and kind of ease her way through the holidays where she doesn't get stressed. And you came up with five amazing tips. So I'd really would like to just kind of walk through them. And I know your, your first one was to pray. So can you just kind of elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, as Christians, we know that obviously Jesus is our ultimate provider and he's the Prince of Peace. So when we feel anxiety, whether we're pregnant or not, you know, it's like the first place that we can turn. And um, I think in the, you know, in the magazine, I talked a little bit about even just turning to scripture and finding those scriptures that help um, soothe your soul because, you know, God's word is alive and that we can go to him and know that he, he will be with us. So um, yeah, I think prayer, the other thing about prayer that sometimes especially when you're busy, people feel like it has to be like a 30 minute session. And of course, spending those like deep quality times with God is so, are so important. But um, even just taking a moment to breathe, oftentimes I tell my patients like literally just set a timer for one minute and just pray or like I said, read scripture. It doesn't have to be a long, long time. It's just recentering ourselves on our maker and the one who's going to take care of us. Exactly. And I love that. I love that you started with that, you know, kind of taking us back to the basics, you know, because I think we get all stressed and we get all hyped up and we forget, Oh, did I pray today? Or, you know, cause God wants us to come to him. He seeks that relationship. That's why he's opened that um, portal almost for us. You know, he mm -hmm. welcomes us. He says, I, I am your heavenly father. And as a father, you can go to me anytime and share your burdens and share your stress. And the difference between, you know, the heavenly father and the earthly father is that the heavenly father knows all things and he controls all things and you can give it to him and know that whatever way he answers, it's the right thing. And there's right. that peace that comes with that, that calmness that I think you look for. And um, mm -hmm. so then um, I think that the next part was, was a practical step, which was breathe. And I'm like, well, that's kind of essential, but you kind of <laughs> unpacked that a little bit and said, no, this is why I'm, I'm, I brought this in as a, as a practical tip. So I'd love for you to elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm also a huge fan of stacking. So I'm like, okay, you can breathe and pray at the same time. But um, yeah, so all of us are just breathing away, obviously to survive, but the way that we breathe has a big impact on our nervous system. And 
Um, I won't go into all the nerdy parts of that, um, although we definitely can talk about that some other time. But essentially, when we slow down our breathing and take these long, slow breaths, it helps to actually like bio, biologically decrease our stress response. So uh, it's such, a, again, it's amazing how God created our bodies, you know? Um, but whenever we're feeling anxious, being able to just take a moment and as I, as I was saying, just breathe in and breathe out. One of my favorite things to teach women, um, especially during pregnancy, is learning how to breathe all the way around their rib cage. Because when the baby is growing, it starts pushing up into um, your diaphragm and your rib cage. And a lot of women sometimes feel anxious because they can't, they don't feel like they can take a deep breath in. And so um, learning how to breathe all the way around the rib cage can really help you to feel like you're able to actually get more air in. Um, and so one of the best ways I teach women to do that is if you just put your hands on the side of your rib cage and just try to breathe into the sides of your rib cage as well. So wherever you are right now, you can try that unless you're driving, maybe don't take both hands off <laughs> the steering wheel, but um, yeah, just breathing in for a count of four, breathing out for a count of four and just slowing down that breath. Like I said, just literally changes your body's response to stress. Mm -hmm. And I like that. And I think, you know, it's something simple to do because, you know, if you're mm -hmm. at a party or you're maybe with family and you can just step away and, okay, let me just breathe a little bit and, you know, collect my thoughts. And like you said, you know, you're pairing that with calming, you know, your physical body and then you can pray, which calms, you know, your, your spirit. And I think that's a great mm -hmm. combination um, between the two. And, you know, and we're told over and over again to be still in scripture, you know, and that's you know, to be still is to know God. And when you calm yourself. You can't be still if you're frantic. You mm -hmm. can't be still if you're hyperventilating. You know, you've got right. to be able to take that step and just breathe and, you know, just focus on, on God. And I think that's just a great combination. And um, of course, the next one was listen. Um, and you're, you're referring specifically to, to music, which I thought was a great um, next step. So I want you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So just the same way as breathing can change our physiological selves. Um, listening to music can also, there's a lot of research that um, it can change the stress response as well. Um, so obviously there's lots of great holiday music and things like that that you can listen to at this time of year. And um, so, but yeah, if you want to have a certain mood, so, you know, if you're like, I'm so stressed out and I just wanna feel happy, you know, pick some happy music. Or if you're stressed out and you need to calm yourself, there's lots of good you know, classical or other melodies you can choose from. But similarly to um, breathing, some women have a lot of hard time, have a hard time with breathing, especially during pregnancy, as I said. So um, I love that music can be kind of a secondary uh, assist. And again, you don't have to necessarily stop what you're doing. Although being still, as you said, is so wonderful. But even in the midst of our busyness of the holiday season, we can put on that music and just kind of tune into that, especially for people that have a hard time tuning into themselves. Yes. And yeah, and music, 
it really can transform you. You know, it has a great power for good and evil. We see that on kind of both spectrums. But I mean, there is nothing better to cleaning your house to classical music. Just get a little <laughs> bit of Strauss in there. And I'm telling you, that will just, your, your cleaning will be done in half the time. It's just so motivating. But you know, you got those times when you, you want to relax in the evening and you can just calm down with that. Or even, I know certain songs bring back memories. Exactly. And, you know, and that's, I think, sometimes if you can find, you know, that medium place where you can just be taken back and saying, oh, yeah, I remember these things. Or it, it's a good thing. There's so many good things about music. And we talked about that um, more in the magazine in another article that um, Shelley Hamilton wrote on, you know, the influence of music. I mean, it, it's very powerful. So, I mean, you know, it plays a part in, in your mood for sure. And, you know, I mean, even I think I had a friend that told me that um, they, the, like, I think like SeaWorld and other places, they would play more upbeat music to motivate the animals and get people in and out faster when mm. it was a fast day, when they wanted yeah. more customers, but they would change the music to a more subtle calming melody if they wanted the animals to soothe and they wanted their customers to stay longer if it was a slow day. So you, oh. even marketers have even tapped into this that, you know, the, the mood is affected. You know, and it's true, like even if you, uh, even in films, I mean, films have mastered this, you know, they yeah. know that they can, they can scare you to death by just giving you the wrong music, you know? I know. <laughs> and My even, husband you know, and I laugh. <laughs> Sorry, we like mute our TV sometimes. We're like, no, I can't handle this. Let's just mute it. <laughs> exactly. Or I mean, you can really, you can take this uh, a scary scene and transform it completely by giving it nice music. Right. It's just not that scary anymore. So it's amazing that the power of music. So I think that's a good thing to kind of talk about and say, you know what, um, just definitely factor that in that, you know, you can, it's, it's okay to, to do that. And I think, I think that kind of leads into that next point because we have this, you know, thing, well, I don't have time to pray a lot or I don't have time to breathe. I don't have time to listen to music because I I am busy doing other things. And that's the next thing you talk about. You talk about downsizing the doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just great. So why don't you kind of unpack that a little bit for us? Sure. So, yeah, I think this kind of reminds me of, um, did you ever see that movie Christmas with the Cranks? Or have you read the book? Um, I'm trying to remember who's in it. I think it doesn't really matter. But anyway, the whole thing is they are like, on this block that always does all this amazing stuff for Christmas and their daughter is going to be gone for Christmas. And so they decide like, we're just going to go on a cruise and not do all the things. Um, and this kind of makes me think of that, just that how many things we put on our plate that a are not bringing us any joy. We just do them out of obligation. Um, and B aren't really glorifying God and you know, what the season is all about. So in this, I was just trying to encourage women that you don't have to do all the things that you think you might have to do. Like no one's going to die if the presents don't have all matching paper or whatever, you know, and if all matching paper makes you really happy and that's important to, the, to you to like, whatever, have your specific wrapping paper for this year, then by all means do it. But, um, you know, and obviously with this year, things are a little bit different. I think maybe um, God has already <laughs> downsized the amount of things we're doing anyway. But yeah, and I think this applies to, as we discussed, like even people who aren't pregnant, like there are so many things that we 
our, we feel like our culture makes us feel like we have to do during the holidays. And um, yeah, I feel like the, all of this, we've just been talking about bringing consciousness and really examining like what makes us happy? What has God called us to instead of just our to-do list that we've always had? Yes. And I, I think that's that to-do list. I've talked about that before in, you know, with friends and stuff. And I was like, what's to-do lists are a great thing. I have them. I have multiple to-do lists. I have to-do lists for my to-do list. They're just everywhere. But (laughs) I think the problem is when we get consumed by them, when that, when your to-do list dictates your life, you've Mm -hmm. now got a problem because, Mm -hmm. you know, I've met people like their to-do list is almost like a mini God to them. Like, this is how I I rule my day. And that's not who rules the day. God rules the day. And what happens if God sends somebody into your life? Well, they weren't on my to-do list. (laughs) Well, that's terrible um, to to, to rule your life. So God wants us to be flexible. Mm -hmm. Allow him to guide our day, no matter where that may take us. And I think that's an important thing that we need to look at what we say yes to and why, like you said, why did we say yes? Is this important? Are we doing it just to impress somebody or because we feel pressured that if we don't do it, people are going to think bad of us. And Mm -hmm. I I remember um, listening to a podcast from Lisa Turkhurst and she made a great statement. I just, I I wish I could just take it for my own because it was so good, but she said, (laughs) there's power in the small no. And I was just like that. It stuck with me because we are, we are afraid to say no, period. And she wasn't mm-hmm. saying this should not be your normal word, but it's small. That you right. have the power to say no, that there is a lot of power in, in relief and saying, I, I, it's okay to say no. And I think for us, we get worried that, right. um, well, I, I can't say no. Well, it's okay, yeah. especially when you're pregnant, you know, you definitely have, have an excuse to say, well, you know, I'm just, uh, <laughs> you know, just look at me. I'm just, I, I think I'll just pass this time. But in general, right. it is okay to say no. And I think what, what you're saying with the, the COVID, it has, COVID has definitely messed up a lot of things, but it's also refocused us on really mm-hmm. what's important. And I think families are going to be spending more time together in a small realm without the elaborate things and maybe get back to what's important. And if we allow the holidays to control our schedule and just, you know, dictate our time and take our focus away from what's really the point of the whole season, which is to right. focus on Christ and his birth and what he did for us, then we we're, we're going down a path that's not good. So I love that you said, you know, downsizing. It's it's mm-hmm. okay to downsize and to say, you know, keep the things that are important. You know, your traditions, like, you know, the wrapping paper, or if you, like me, I love a tree. That's a uh, yeah. day's work for me of decorating everything, but I love the tree. And mm-hmm. no, there, I didn't do anything else really, but that was something that I enjoyed. Um, and I think you, you just made some really good points about that. And um, so for, for those listening, we have, you know, entered our fifth one. We're getting ready to enter the fifth uh, tip that Eliza shared. And it's my favorite. We'll probably spend a little bit of time on this one because I know we spend time on all the other ones too, but this one, this one's just really good. And I, and I, I'm excited to unpack it a little bit. So um, you said, ask for help and it sounds so basic, but we know that it's a lot more complex than that. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just as I was saying that we want to do less. Sometimes I know there are things that you, that just have to get done. And, um, you know, being able to ask for help is such a beautiful thing. Uh, someone told me once that 
when we allow others to help us, we're actually giving them a gift. Um, because you know how wonderful it is when you, how wonderful it feels whenever you're able to do something for someone else. Um, that in our culture where, as we talked a little bit, um, it feels like if we are asked for help or say like, I can't do this all, that somehow we're failing when in reality, that is so far from the truth and that God really created us for community. Um, you know, throughout the Bible, we see women helping each other and it was such a normal part of their culture that, I mean, if we think about Martha and Mary, right? Martha's like, what the heck, Jesus, come on, make Mary help me. That's normal, right? Um, obviously not to the deficit of spending time with Christ, but uh, yeah, I just love the idea that it's not, it's okay to ask for help. It's not failure. And that not only is it not failure, but it's actually, it's a good thing to allow others to help us. Mm -hmm. I, I just, when I read that statement and, and if you, you know, those of you who will purchase the magazine or have already received it, you know, and you find Eliza's article, you will see big, bold letters that I highlighted this quote because it was just um, so good. I'm going to actually read a little bit of it. It says, perhaps the most challenging part of this for many women is feeling okay with receiving assistance. Sometimes we think we have to do it all, but God made us for community. And I just, I loved that because that's, you know, we think of the American dream and in order to get the American dream, you have to work hard, you have to do it all. And this is true that you do need to put in the effort, but there are many stories of people who achieved success because others helped them. Mm -hmm. They were um, received a platform, an opportunity, and it is not a bad thing to ask for help. You're not, God made us to, to be with one another. Even you know, if you look at the business world, sometimes the business people, what they enjoy most is going to networking events. Right. Why? You know, because, well, they can help me. They're not, they're not saying you will rarely find a business at a networking event that is thinking they're on top and everybody needs to ask them because I can help you. They all look for somebody to say, hey, how can you help me? How can um, I assist you? How can we benefit each other? How can we collaborate? You know, Paul talks about being co-laborers with right. Christ. We are, you know, the gospel even isn't a competition. It is meant to some, some plant the seeds, some water, some will harvest. It's always, it's a community. God built us from the very beginning to be community minded. And I think we do a lot of damage when we become isolated and we think, well, I have to do it all. That's not even a Christian mentality. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. We were not built to do it alone. We were built to do it through another with another. And, you know, the Bible talks about lifting the feeble or walking with someone, you know, and then talks about two are better than one. Right. So when you've got instance after instance in scripture where it reminds us community, you know, I think there's even a verse that I always thought, I remember I had to study it out for a while to figure it out, but it was in Proverbs saying like, better is a neighbor close by, um, basically than, than your family. And I thought, well, isn't family important? But the point was you build relationships with your neighbors because sometimes your family's not nearby, but your neighbors are, and you mm -hmm. can reach out to them for help. So it's just a principle that's really laid out in scripture. And I thought you just really capitalized that. And I think as you know, as much as we like to be independent, I think it's a little harder even for a pregnant mom because she feels like, 
well, I, I need to still do my stuff. Even though I'm pregnant, right. I still have to act that way and, and I can't let it slow me down. But it's not a bad thing. Like you said, pregnancy is a gift. Serving yeah. others is a gift. And I think that we deny someone a ministry opportunity if we say, I can do it myself. And if you think about it from that perspective, you've hurt their feelings that they wanted to be a blessing, that you've denied them that opportunity. And I think you're just kind of making those points, you know, that was just so beautiful. And I think too, the five tips you gave, I love how you kind of bookended them. They mm-hmm. begin with prayer, but they also end with, you know, with, with the input of God saying, I built you for community. So they're both Christ-centered that, um, you know, you pray. And, and really, honestly, Eliza, we pray because we need God. We pray okay. because we need his assistance. It's not, we don't pray for our own benefit in the sense of, you know, like, like the, the Pharisee, you know, I thank thee that I'm not like others, you know, mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. the purpose of our prayer. The purpose of our prayer is to come to God and say, I need your help. I need you to calm my spirit. I need your assistance to get through this day. And that's really how you bookended it is by saying, we also need community, that it's no, right. no shame to ask for help from others. And so I just, I think the entire uh, magazine or the article that you put for the magazine was just so rich, so helpful. And you just kind of just put it together and you're like, here you go. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Great (laughs) job. It's so helpful. And I think, like you said, really, we emphasize this for the pregnant moms because we know it's it's a stressful time, but holidays in general can be stressful. And this list is really for anyone. Absolutely. It's really not highlighting just pregnancy. (laughs) It's, it's an emphasis, but you know, we all need this. I, I was like, I'm not pregnant and I love this. I'm going to be <laughs> utilizing this as Christmas. I'm going to say no, no, and maybe, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, um, you know, like you said, the small no. Another thing I always think about too, is just when we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And, you know, um, just realizing that even saying yes to help is going to, is like, Oh, okay. So that means I can also say yes to something else that I want to do. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so beautiful. Like you said, to know that we can, we're dependent on both God and others that we weren't made to just live in a vacuum. And I think especially, um, pregnancy is such a beautiful time to develop that mindset even more because during the postpartum period, so many women, um, they just feel alone and to start cultivating those relationships while you're pregnant and really uh, open your mindset to saying yes, because after you have a baby, it's, it's, your body is tired and you're not getting a lot of sleep. And um, yeah, like just being open to allowing others to take part in your life is uh, a gift, just like we were saying. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great point too. You know, I guess I hadn't really processed that, but you know, you think about sometimes you think, well, pregnancy is one thing and then you kind of go back to normal. Well, you never really go back to normal. This is the new normal in in that sense that, you know, Mm -hmm. you have now a a child in your life and you may need assistance down the road continually. And not that it's a bad thing, but you need sometimes a helping hand. I need to do this errand. Can you watch my child? So I think if you cultivate this attitude of, it's okay to ask for help in the initial state of your pregnancy. You're setting yourself up to, you know, be willing to accept as you continue on your journey, as you continue through life. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great mindset because I know people who try to do it all themselves end up tired. They end up disconnected from others. And sometimes, you know, there's a great damage that's done because you try to do it all. And remember, it's just that God never created us 
to be alone. It was never mm -hmm. his intention. We were built for each other. Um, yeah. So I just think you have, you had such a wealth of wisdom and I'm going to encourage people, you know, definitely, um, this is just a taste of what Eliza can do. You know, she has so many good tips and, you know, just follow her Instagram. She shares so much content every day about, you know, postpartum. She talks about, you know, great exercises you can do, helpful tips, just so much, you know, that she shares and that, you know, I, I loved that I could, you know, reach out to you. And I think, you know, definitely pregnant moms and others, they can reach out to you and know that, you know, you have a walk with God, you know, because you mm -hmm. can ask them as a Christian, you're going to have specific needs. Sometimes you have, you want to, you want to filter everything through the word of God and you take that and you give that to them and you've done that, that homework for them. And I think that's a really great um, comfort is that people can talk to you and say, you know, I feel, I feel safe with, with Eliza, you know, she's not going to give me some crazy advice, you know, she's <laughs> done it through the word of God and, and, you know, um, pairing that together. So I think it's a great thing. And, um, you know, your, your physical therapy, I love what you do in general. So definitely tell people um, how they can reach you and what's the best way to get information from you. Sure. Yeah. So my um, handle on Instagram is Eliza, E-L-I-Z-A, Kate, C-A-I-T, D-P-T. And my website is ElizaKate.com. So those are probably the two easiest ways to find more info on all Perfect. things Perfect. pregnancy and postpartum. Yes, and definitely, please. I will include these in the show notes, but you guys definitely need to check her out. Um, if you want to mention that you heard about her through the podcast, I would not be offended in the least because <laughs> we always like to know where people are coming from. But uh, I promise, you know, you will enjoy Eliza's uh, Instagram and just her caring nature and just the, the amount of wisdom she has to share. She's done her homework, you know. Um, we don't have that kind of time to study that out, but Eliza's made that her mission to really help people out. And so I think you guys will really benefit. And, you know, if you'd like to, um, you can always listen to the podcast again and again, but if you would like to have a written form, you can purchase the magazine. Um, you know, Eliza's article is in there and there's still even a digital copy available of the fall edition that she gave um, some exercises to help. And they were just a great insight there. So Eliza has always good things to say. And I am so glad that I met you on Instagram that we connected. Oh, you. Um, and I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to just chat with me for a little bit. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And we will talk soon. Absolutely. I had such a great time talking with Eliza. Her insights were so good and helpful, don't you think? I loved how she spoke about the importance of community, how we truly need each other, and that it's not a bad thing to ask for help or to say no. I hope this was a blessing to your heart. I will include Eliza's contact information in the show notes, and please don't hesitate to reach out to her. She is an amazing person with a heart for pregnant moms. If you know of another mom who would benefit from this information, simply share this episode with them. Of course, you can also read about this topic in the article Eliza wrote for the Winter 2020 edition of the magazine. It is available in a print or digital copy, either of which make the perfect Christmas gift for a friend. So please head over to the website to get your copy and maybe one for a friend. The link to my website along with everything else talked about today will be in the show notes. I hope you have a wonderful day, my friend. Let's enjoy the season, but avoid the stress by leaning on God, learning to sit still and remembering that he loves us with an everlasting love. Mm -hmm.